0: Chapter Thirteen of Zadig This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox. L-I-B-R-I-V-O-X dot org. Zadig or the Book of Feet by Voltaire, Chapter Thirteen. The Freebooter. Zadig. Arriving at the frontiers which separated Arabia Padraia from Syria, and passing by a very strong castle, several armed Arabians rushed out upon him, and surrounding him cried out, Whatever you have belonging to you is our property, but as for your person, that is entirely at our sovereign's disposal. Zadig, instead of making any reply, drew his sword, and, as his attendant was a very courageous fellow, he drew likewise. Those who laid hold on him first fell a sacrifice to their fury, their numbers redoubled, yet still both dauntless determined to conquer or to die. When two men defend themselves against a whole gang, the contest doubtless cannot last long. The master of the castle, one Arbogad by name, having been an eyewitness from his window of the intrepidity and surprising exploits of Zadig, took a fancy to him. He ran down, therefore, in haste, and, giving orders himself to his vassals to desist, delivered the two travellers out of their hands. "'Whatever goods or chattels,' said he, "'come upon my territories are my effects, "'and whatever I find likewise that is valuable upon the premises of others "'is my free booty. "'But, as you appear, sir, to me, to be a gentleman of uncommon courage, "'you shall prove an exception to my general rule.' Upon this he invited Zadig into his magnificent mansion, giving his inferior officers of strict orders to use him with all due respect, and at night Arbogad was desirous of supping with Zadig. The lord of the mansion was one of those Arabians that are called freebooters, but a man who now and then did good actions amongst a thousand bad ones. He plundered without mercy, but it was liberal in his benefactions, with an action intrepid, but in traffic easy enough, a perfect epicure in his eating and drinking, an absolute debauchee, but very frank and open. Zadig pleased him extremely, his conversation being very lively, prolonged their repast. At last Arbogard said to him, I would advise you, sir, to enlist yourself in my troop. You cannot possibly do a better thing my profession is none of the worst and in time you may become perhaps as great a man as myself may i presume sir to ask you one question how long may you have followed this honourable calling from my youth upwards replied his host i was only a valet at first to an arabian who indeed was courteous enough, but servitude was a state of life I could not brook. It made me stark mad to see, in a wide world which ought to be divided fairly between mankind, that faith had reserved for me so scanty a portion. I communicated my grievance to an old sage Arabian. Son, said he, never despair. Once upon a time there was a grain of sand that bemoaned itself as being nothing more than a worthless atom of the deserts at the expiration however of a few years it became that inestimable diamond which at this very hour is the richest and most admired ornament of the indian crown the old man's discourse fired me with some ambition i was conscious to myself that i was at the time the atom he mentioned but was determined if possible to become the diamond at my first setting out i stole two horses then i got into a gang we played a small game, and stopped the small caravans. Thus I gradually lessened the wide disproportion which there was at first between me and the rest of mankind. I enjoyed not only my full share of the good things of this life, but enjoyed them with usury. I was looked upon as a man of consequence, and I procured this castle by my military achievements. The satrap of Syria had thoughts of dispossessing me. But I was then too rich to be any ways afraid of him. I gave the satrap a certain sum of money, upon condition that I kept quiet possession of my castle, and, moreover, I aggrandized my domains, for he constituted me at the same time treasurer of the imports that Arabia Petraea paid to the King of Kings. I executed my trust, in every respect as I ought, in the capacity of a collector but I never did, nor never intended to balance my accounts. The great Desterham of Babylon sent hither, in the name of the King Moldar, a petty satrap, with a commission to strangle me. He and his attendants arrived here with his royal warrant. I was apprised of the whole affair, and accordingly ordered his whole retinue consisting of four inferior officers, to be strangled before his face, after the same manner as was intended for my execution. After this, I asked him what he thought the commission with which he was entrusted might reasonably be valued at. He answered that he presumed his premium, had he succeeded, might have amounted to about three hundred pieces of gold. I made him sensible that it would be for his interest to be a commissioned officer under me. I made him accordingly deputy freebooter. He is at this very day not only the best officer, but the richest I have in all my court. If my word may be credited, I'll raise your fortune as I have done his. Never was trade brisker in our way, for Mobdar is knocked on the hand, and all Babylon in the utmost confusion." "'Mobdar killed, said you?' cried Zadig. "'And pray, sir, what has become of his royal concert, Astarte?' "'I know nothing at all of that affair,' replied Abrogad. "'All that I have to say is that Mobdar became a perfect madman, "'and had his brains beat out, "'that all the people in Babylon are cutting one another's throats, "'and that the whole empire is laid waste.' That there is still an opportunity for making several bold pushes and let me tell you sir i have done my part and made the most on it but the queen sir said zadig pray favour me so far as to inform me if you know anything of the queen hmm, i have heard great talk said he of a certain prince of Hyrcania." "'Tis very possible she might have listed herself amongst his concubines, if she had the good fortune to escape the resentment of those popular tumults. But my head, sir, is better turned for the highway than for news. I have taken several ladies' prisoners in the course of my excursions. I keep none of them for my part. And, as to such as are handsomer than ordinary, I make the best market I can of them, without inquiring who they are. they t- quality or titles will fetch no price at all a queen if she be homely is worth nothing it is probable sir i have disposed of the lady myself and it is possible likewise she may be dead it is no concern of mine and to my thinking it should be a affair of no matter of importance to you after this declaration he drank so hard and confounded his ideas in such a manner that Zadig was not one whit the wiser. Upon which he was struck dumb, confounded, and stood as motionless as a statue. Arbogad, in the meanwhile, swilled down whole bumpers, told a hundred merry tales, and swore a thousand times over that he was the happiest creature upon God's earth, persuading Zadig to be as merry and thoughtless as himself. At last, being gradually overcome by the fumes of his liquor. He fell fast asleep. Zadig spent the remainder of the night in deep contemplation and in all the uneasiness of mind imaginable. What, said he, the king first became crazy and then was murdered? I think I have just grounds for complaint. The whole empire is in confusion and torn to pieces, and this freebooter is as happy as a king? Oh, fortune, Oh, fate, a highwayman as happy as a monarch and the most amiable creature that nature ever framed has suffered perhaps an ignominious death or perhaps is in a state of life a thousand times worse than death itself o astarte astarte what art thou become as soon as it was break of day he went out and asked every one he saw if they knew anything of her but the whole gang were too intent upon other matters to return him any answer By virtue of their night's excursions, they had brought in some fresh booty, and were busy in dividing the spoil. All the favour he could procure in their hurry and tumult was to go away without the least examination. He took the advantage of their remissness, and moved off the premises, but more overwhelmed with grief and deep reflection than ever. Zadig, in his march was very restless and uneasy. His thoughts were forever rolling on the unfortunate Astarte, the king of Babylon, his bosom friend Cador, the happy freebooter Arbogad, the fair Coquette that was taken prisoner on the confines of Egypt by the Babylonish courier, in a word, on the various scenes of misfortunes and disappointments which he had successively met with. End of Chapter Thirteen. Read by Andy from Invernon, currently in Birmingham, England. M-E-L-Y-S. Dot